Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome to this very interesting um, conversation today and in sharing in all of our humanity we're all on the same table today that's for sure hi margaret hi good morning marge nice to see you good to see you so here we are about to discuss something that is so common with all of us i don't think anyone escapes the beauty of traveling through turbulence in order to prepare us to really um, live in compassion. Mm. And the turbulence is, is a whole great discussion because, you know, having worked with the chakras for so many years and I really, and the energy of the body, you know, I really get the concept of opposites, right? The opposite energies, the yin and yang, right? The positive, the negative. And the chakra energy is very much the same in that there's a lot of light to a particular chakra, but there's also the shadow side of a particular chakra. And our lives are like that, aren't they? The turbulence really represents the shadow. It's the darkening of the light. And um, it, it is actually in, in this place, in the shadow, that we, we learn our greatest lessons and one of the things that I've experienced, and I, I don't think I'm alone here, when there has been a shadow presented in my life, uh, often, not as much anymore, but often over the years, I would move into complete overwhelm. And being in overwhelm is an interesting state because it is so physical and mental and emotional and even spiritual. It touches us on all of the aspects of who we are. And certainly in our, in our brain, overwhelm represents the shutting down of neurology. And so that's what happens to our heart too. We, we begin to shut down. And now we've got all of these, uh, we can't see clearly. And it, it can be a very frustrating place to be. And it's easy to uh, feel vulnerable and it's easy to shut down and um, back off and close to ourselves and to what, and to the light really, and just stay in the darkness. It's a, really a place of victim because we often feel like we don't have any power when we're in overwhelm. Yeah, Marge, you know, that made me think about it. when you said that I I realized that there's when we're in overwhelm we uh, have lost our sense of safety we don't feel safe and we don't feel safe because we don't you know we're we're facing the unknown right we're unable to um, uh, deal with all of the things that are happening because like you said our brain is shut down <laughs> and and we are operating in the um, sort of in the fight or flight uh, mode. And when we do that, then we are, we can't, um, we can't even uh, touch base with our heart center. We can't um, 
we have no, we have our thought processes have kind of shut down as well. And, and I liked what you were talking about in terms of the, um, the darkening of the light. That's the, the name of uh, the hexagram that, that, we're, that uh, relates to the gene key of um, turbulence humanity and compassion and is sort of the, you know, the, the basis for our topic today in a way. So um, when, when you look at that, that um, hexagram, it really is showing us how we move into that dark night of the soul, like how that overwhelm or how that um, feeling of being unsafe or unsure and and facing the unknown will can you know spiral us downward into this place of um of complete you know darkness and and um incapacitation really it is and the the word that best describes being in that place is one of fear and I, I'd like to share a card I pulled for today, and we'll get to the positive aspect. But it, 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 there's something in it that I that I would in the book that I would like to read, and it's a beautiful um, set of cards um, called angelic messenger cards. And the card that I pulled today has a beautiful tulip on the front. It's called truth. It's called truth, and we cannot realize our truth when we're in a lot of pain, when we're in that darkness. And we're usually in that darkness. And like you said, Margaret, shut off from everything self, right? Because we are floating in our heads and in our brain and in our limbic system of our brain, in our survival brain, we are reviewing a lot of fears and whether we realize it or not. And so I, I just want to stay in fear for a minute because it's really important for us to open up to these fear thoughts. And I just want to say fear is the, I'm quoting from the book now, fear is the only enemy of living in a truthful way. Fear robs you of clarity and peace of mind and substitutes instead a false bravado that holds no power. Are you afraid of the truth? Are you afraid that you will hear from those you love and depend on that you are unworthy, unlovable, or offering little value? Are you afraid to know the diagnosis that may tell you that your time on the earth is limited? Are you afraid for your children to fail? Are you fearful that you will never find a life worth living? Are you afraid of being alone? I mean, that just rattles off so many fears you know, that we might have at, from time to time as we journey along our life. And if we get stuck in that place, you can just feel as you consider all those, all those questions about fear, you can just, excuse me, feel the energy start to drain in us. Yeah. And, and the other interesting part of that is that, that when we are running that energy, we tend to then um, get in a cycle of, of crisis mode, of causing crisis in our life, you know, because, because of the attraction of that energy, that fear energy towards fearful things, <laughs> right? So, so we, we will start to attract um, 
crisis or drama into our lives where uh, I was noticing that yesterday, I, or I think it was the day before yesterday, I was, I was kind of in an overwhelmed state and I all of a sudden reacted in sort of a dramatic way to something that was really quite a simple um, thing. And, and I saw this pattern in my life of causing that same drama over and over again, that same kind of reactive um, nature, because I was afraid of, um, of being rejected, right? So that same, you know, one of those fears of being rejected. And I, I thought, wow, this is how we, you know, how we keep ourselves in that place of drama. Yeah, and what's interesting about going into the place of drama, especially if, if we, we do not yet hold an awareness of that, is that we make assumptions, we create beliefs, and that actually gets us through that darkness, that difficult time. However, it can work against us, as you were saying, to create more drama, and it can perpetuate the cycle. And... Um, that's, and it's not fun. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, Margaret, but for me personally, there are certain things that I still, I can, I can see when I go into the fear thinking and I, I know enough now to stop it. But sometimes I ask myself, my goodness, how long is this going to take? <laughs> chop, chop, let's get on this march. But that's where compassion comes in too, of course, is compassion with self. Because sometimes we need that contrast over and over again for us to really deepen and integrate the lesson on many levels of our existence. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and as we, like, as we go into that darkness and allow ourselves to be there, if we have been, you know, practicing our, our awareness and our, you know, our heart centered awareness or, or just, you know, have knowing that we are all human and that we all have these difficulties, right? This is a, the acceptance of humanity, right? When we, when we start to go there, um, we can maybe even step back and see ourselves as the actor in a play. And we were talking about this before we got on the call this morning, uh, that, you know, we can, if we can see if we're in that drama and we can see ourselves and step back and see ourselves as an actor in a play, then all of a sudden we can see our suffering as the common suffering of humanity. And when we do that, then we can tap into um, sort of the, the idea of all of the masters, you know, in all, all of the tra traditions uh, remind us that our suffering is what brings us together, together in humanity, right? <laughs> yes, indeed it does. Mm -hmm. It can be challenging. I know for, you know, for, for many of us and at different times for us, it can be very challenging to stay open to some, to our suffering. And, you know, I, I was thinking about, well, how do we stay open? How do we stay open 
to ourselves, to our suffering, because our ego really wants to divert, right? It wants to distract and divert because it's not fun, it's painful uh, and things like that. But how we stay open? Well, one of the ways we do it is to make a commitment to ourselves to really utilize, you know, kind of have a self-responsibility of, I choose to stay open to self in, in difficult times. I choose to stay open to self. And then another one, of course, is, is to breathe because breathing allows us to move the energy more into our chest. I like the idea of anchoring in our belly. Um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the heart, the heart energy is very much about op heart opening and having compassion for self. The stomach energy in the body is about dissatisfaction. So if I can, if I can shift the energy and through breath move into my heart and then anchor in my stomach to open up to that which I am dissatisfied with, then from there, I can choose to face the experience. And that's the other thing. I choose to face this experience rather than run away from it. And then open the heart and let it in. So open the heart and let it in. And what that means to me is just that I am open to what I'm feeling. What am I feeling in this moment with this situation? What feeling exists? Mm -hmm. This, this is also the, you know, this is the courageous act of the seeker of the mystic, right? Is to um, be open to our own uh, emotions, to our own suffering, to our own, whatever is going on inside of our bodies and, and to be able to witness it, like you say, and then, and I loved it because as soon as you said that, you know, anchoring it in the belly, well, first you said, um, you know, uh, our breathing and I took a deep breath and then you said, anchor it into the belly. And I just felt myself, Oh my goodness. Okay. Here I am in my belly and I can, I can witness this now, whatever it is. Yes. And I think it's interesting to note too, that overwhelm is not a state of the soul or the spirit. Mm -hmm. It is not a state of the soul or the spirit. It is a state of the mind and emotions. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, that's also, um, when we're talking about turbulence, um, when we get back from break, I want to talk about um, how that is a, a collective field that we're working with right now, and that humanity has always worked with, but, but it's definitely in our um, awareness that way. So let's go ahead and take a break. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marge Bowen. So, Margaret, um, this... I think it's so appropriate that we talk about turbulence right now, because here we are a year, right, from when things started shutting down with COVID. And um, in Utah, in March, we also experienced an earthquake, a significant earthquake. (laughs) And uh, boy, talk about things rocking and rolling and some turbulence that was going on for everyone. It's been an interesting year for everybody in this world. And so um, what can happen, of course, is that can throw us into all kinds of uh, turmoil and fears and uncertainty. Um, It it changes, it's changed everything, hasn't it? And it it wasn't just COVID and it wasn't just an earthquake and other uh, weather events in this last year, but also the political climate in in the US at any rate and all that that meant for us. So there's been a lot going on and talk about needing to find our truth to help us on this journey uh, to compassion. Yes, you know, and, and you know, it, it really is important for us to remember that um, a lot of the turbulence that uh, we experience as a collective is um, manufactured Right. It's manufactured by our, our, our news and, you know, and media and so forth, because, you know, <clears throat> the, the tradition is that that news, you know, bad news sells. <laughs> and and so that's tends to be what we are exposed to if we're watching the news or we're, you know, listening to the news or um reading the papers or whatever it is, um, those are the big stories is what's going wrong. And, and so it's, uh, it's almost like a, a being or an entity of fear, right, that gets created. And that we are, if we, if we are in a lower frequency, um, meaning that, you know, we're having a bad day or, you know, we're in overwhelm or, or whatever, we, we are more susceptible to those frequencies, to that energy um, mass, right, to that fear frequency. I love that you brought that up because that you're, you're absolutely right, that, that 
that is life's drama. That is how we actually create drama for ourselves. So I'm already having a bad day. My frequencies maybe have been lowered because of self-doubting beliefs I'm running that are based in fear. And then I tune into the news, which is all negative. And then I may even have conversations with other people about the bad day I'm having, more lowering of energy, and even the horrible things that are going on in the world, more lowering of energy. And we're creating right there our own drama instead of, you know, shifting, turning it off and beginning to use our mind and our beliefs in a positive way to keep us from going down that hole. Mm-hmm. Great example of what we do and how we tap into that in the collective that can negatively influence us. And just like we can do that, we can tap into the positive of the collective, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just gonna jump in there and say the exact same thing. And so yeah, we, the, the flip side is true right. also, yeah, yeah. And, and so is, isn't that why we're here, Marge? Isn't that why we're um, looking at this and contemplating this is so that we can ourselves remember, right, to, to um, raise our frequencies and, and, and use all of our tools <laughs> to help us to do that and to, and to um, you know, give other people examples and um, ways to change this for ourselves, you know, and one of them, one of the easiest ways to do that is to turn off our, our TV. If the news comes on, <laughs> you know, we don't need to, we don't need to be filling ourselves with that. Uh, I've found that, you know, the people that say, oh, well, I need to be informed. It's like, we're, it's hard not to be informed anymore, right? If you have a cell phone, if you have a, a computer, if you have anything, you're going to be informed in, in one way or another. And what about the information that's coming directly to us through our own knowing, through our own guidance, through our own, you know, being, through our own heart center? And, and there's no way of listening to that if we're listening to the news. It's really true. I mean, because you're talking about being informed intellectually about the state of the world, the state of my surroundings. And you're right, if we just do that, we leave out being aware and being, being, you know, um, educated about the about the state of my soul, about the state of my spirit. And disconnecting is one of the best things we can all do quieting our surroundings is one of the best things we can do to listen, listen in, listen to self. And I love the the process of when we are into the turbulence and we do feel, you know, this, um, our nervous system ratcheting up and our energy beginning to lower as a result of the drama and everything that goes along with it, we can take a moment. It doesn't have to take an hour to two hours. Sometimes that's useful. But it can also happen in a moment where we just breathe. We scan our body and say, what am I feeling? And where do I feel that in my body? And what color is it? Give it a color. And then see it moving through my body and out the bottom of my feet into the earth where it gets absorbed. And so 
just honoring that I'm here and that I'm feeling this and that I'm moving this can be extremely beneficial for us when we are in a moment of turbulence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here breathing. (laughs) The other thing I think I've mentioned before on this, on this broadcast, but I love this is just simply, you know, holding when there's a lot of emotional charge, we want to, we don't want to ignore it. We want to, we want to understand what the emotion is, but we do want to diffuse the charge of the emotion. Because if we don't diffuse the charge of the emotion, then that charge is affecting other things and it's making it harder for us to move through it. And so one of the really beautiful, simple things I, I use to diffuse the charge of emotion is simply by holding the frontal eminence, which are on the forehead between the eyebrows and the hairline, right in the middle between the eyebrows and the hairline. Those are, those are neurovascular points that really help to move blood. And um, so just holding these points and thinking about the stress literally helps to diffuse the emotional charge. And so that we can get ourselves back from a place of overwhelm in order to begin moving forward from it. What a beautiful tool. Thank you for sharing that. That, that, that's a, that's a great way to do that. Another way that we can do that, of course, is to um, uh, really, like you said before, breathe, bring our attention and our awareness down into our body and anchor either in the heart center or in the belly, like you said, and then begin to expand, like imagine ourselves expanding and taking up more room. Because what happens when we're, when we're in overwhelm or any, in a, some kind of a drama or a, um, a, you know, a, an argument or, or, whatever it is, our body and our energy field constricts and it constricts so much uh, that, that we can barely get that life force. You know, like we're, our, our, our channel, which usually is quite large, constricts to like a, a little drinking straw and we're not being able to um, receive the energy or the breath or, or the awareness right? And so expanding out, allowing, you know, I remember uh, many times as I've been practicing that this, you know, and being the steward of my energy and, and recognizing, oh, here I am in a conflict, and I want to, you know, uh, I, I want to shift out of this, and, um, and allowing my body to expand, all of a sudden I have room, I have room to breathe, I have room to respond in a new way, in a different way. That's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. The other thing we can do too is, I know that we've talked about grounding before, Margaret, and you view it maybe a little differently than I do, but um, it's helpful for me and for others that I, that I know to kind of ground oneself and whatever that means for our listeners. Um, but one of the things we can do is run an energetic cord from our tailbone down into the earth and let it spread out because it, it is very easy to, in times of turbulence and times of not feeling safe and feeling insecure to be, healthy energy is up in our head and it's really hard to shift out of that. And so sometimes just imagining this energetic cord going from our tailbow down helps us 
re-anchor ourselves to the earth and the solidness of the earth so that we can begin to breathe yeah. and begin to do expand our energy as you're suggesting too. It's a great idea. Yeah. So that's actually, I see it exactly the same way. I see ourselves, yeah, I see us humans as um, we're like the, we're like the standing ones, like the tree people, right? We, we do have these, we can have these roots that go down deeply into the earth and keep us grounded. And then, and when we do that, then our, our limbs and our, our crown can reach out into the heavens and receive all the information and all the, um, all the nourishment and wisdom coming in. And so, yeah, I, I see it the same way. <laughs> but I just have an issue with the word, I used to have an issue with the word grounded because it meant that I did something wrong and I was going to my room. <laughs> I remember that discussion. <laughs> well, earlier, in our, in a, earlier in our talk, you, in our discussion, you, you mentioned the word courage. And I want to just stay here for a minute because I think, I think to open up to one's truth takes great courage, great courage. And courage really is the ability to be vulnerable and exposed within self right. and, with others, and with others. It, it's a difficult, it, that's what courage is to me, is to be vulnerable and exposed, to be, be able to be in that place, stay open as I'm in that place, because from there, the magic really does happen on the other side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Jen says, I think to open up to one's truth takes great courage. And, and the word courage also is from the French cour, the heart, right? Or it's not from French, but that's the root. That's the same root. So it's, it's coming into that heart so that you can uh, be vulnerable. Right. Yeah. So let's, um, Let's go ahead and take our break now. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to MysticMargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Thanks for listening in to Mystic Margaritas. This is Marge. I want to just say... Hello to Jack, Jackie, thanks for joining us. Um, so we were talking about courage and how wonderful courage is, of course, because 
being courageous allows us to be vulnerable, exposed, and learn what we need from that to discover our own truth, which takes us right to compassion. And I'd like to just read a quote um, from a book called For the Love of God. And I'm quoting the Dalai Lama. Uh, the book For the Love of God has many authors, this compila compilation of, of many different spiritual leaders and teachers. But um, this particular chapter is our words of the Dalai Lama. And as we all know, he is, the, he is a man of compassion. So this is what he says. He says, love, compassion, and tolerance are necessities, not luxuries. Without them, humanity cannot survive. If you have a particular faith or religion, that is good. But you can, you can survive without it if you have love, compassion, and tolerance. The clear proof of a person's love of God is if that person genuinely shows love to fellow human beings. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, that is very beautiful. And you can't separate, of course, compassion and love. That is all heart chakra. That's all heart stuff. Compassion, love, mercy. You know, all of those things are heart chakra. Right. So I'm, I'm thinking about uh, humanity as we're, as we're getting ready to, you know, as we're beginning to talk about compassion here, I'm thinking about how, how useful it is to... Um, to recognize that we're all in the same boat, or at least we're all in the same ocean, <laughs> right? The sea of humanity. And, and uh, we might be on different boats or, or seem like we're in different boats, but, but uh, here we are on, in this ocean of humanity. And, and so when we're, in, when we're in a turbulent state or we're in conflict or drama or whatever, if we can um, take you know have the courage to look at the other person and recognize them or or ourselves and recognize that this is like that this suffering is the condition of humanity then we then we do we change we we change it we transmute it in a way and and the suffering um that becomes not our own it becomes the collective and we can then um have that compassion for it and i just think that's so beautiful i i last night when i was contemplating um this i I had contemplated it for a while, and then I, I decided to listen to one of my books. Um, it was a, something by Greg Braden. Um, oh, I can't remember the title right now, sorry. But uh, he, right in that spot where I had left off, he starts talking about um, compassion, like the, the word compassion was the first word that I heard when I turned it on and I thought, okay, here I am. And, and he was talking about uh, meeting a uh, Tibetan nun uh, in, um, I don't know, in the, in the eighties or nineties uh, who was uh, 120 years old documented that she had, you know, her birth, that she was 120 years old when, when he met her and he asked her uh, the secret to her longevity and she thought about it for a while and came up with one, a one word answer and that was compassion and I just thought how beautiful that that is because that it, it's the truth it, it it's when we are 
uh, able to be um, in that place of compassion. And what is compassion, right? Uh, how do we define compassion? Uh, so, the, but when we're able to be there, how life can flow through us because we are not separate and we are part of this sea of humanity and we know it and we are uh, receiving from all of it. I think one word that we can couple with the meaning of compassion is kindness. Mm. It's a word you don't, you know, you really don't hear. It's something that I think children were taught a lot of Year, generations ago, the great generation, um, you don't you don't hear a lot about a discussion of kindness these days. But kindness is is very important in thinking about what that means and how that is wrapped in compassion. And if you would just allow me to read one more thing from the Dalai Lama, because he really is such a leader for all of us. He says, when I meet new people, in my mind, there is no barrier, no curtain. As human beings, you are my brothers and sisters. There is no difference in substance. I can talk with you as I would to old friends. With this feeling, we can communicate without any difficulty and make heart-to-heart -heart contact. Based on such genuine human relations, real feeling for each other, understanding each other, we can develop mutual trust and respect. From that, we can share other people's suffering and build harmony in human society. And there's such kindness in, in that paragraph, you know, yeah. in what he says there. That's so beautiful. And I, I did find my, uh, the definition of um, compassion I was looking for. Oh, uh, but before I go there, I just want to um, like be vulnerable here and, and let you know that I've been practicing this, this, this whole time, uh, anchoring myself in, in my belly. I had a distraction going on behind me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> For the first half of this radio show, and I've been just like doing my darndest to stay really present, and and I just thought, you know what, um, go ahead and and uh, share the human humanness of that because it I kept popping back up into my head and just thinking, oh my gosh, where the heck am I? <laughs> oh, and so, that can that can throw when I remember doing that. Our, I think it was on our first broadcast. And I didn't have the screens up I needed. And so I'm just kind of winging it. <laughs> it's very unsettling and you can move into some real yeah, you know, so, pretty around that. <laughs> right. So I, I just like, I just was just. Hey, thank you, Margaret. <laughs> yeah, I was being, um, I was marveling at how often I get to demonstrate this for myself and other people in the moment, right? You know, it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> So, so anyway, the, the um, definition of compassion that, that I uh, saw was to recognize the suffering of others and then take action to help. And this goes along with your kindness, right? And um, compassion embodies a tangible expression of love for those who are suffering. I just thought that was beautiful. You know, I... I as I was contemplating all of this today, I, I was thinking, you know, one of the, one of my favorite examples of out and out co compassion is my dog. 
<laughs> I mean, dogs, dogs are loyal, right? And they're so compassionate because they're very sensitive to our energies and they'll come up and cuddle with you if you need it. And they're always there when you get home. And, you know, it's that kind of fun, loving compassion that would, is wonderful for all of us to emulate with each other. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't have a dog right now, but I, I just got finished um, dog sitting for a friend's dog for the past 10 days, and I can testify to that. <laughs> great teachers. Yes, they are. The other thing um, my, my husband said, uh, and I, I agree with him, he said, you know, I don't think I can have a being uh, paying that much attention to me all the time. <laughs> it's a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like toddlers in some ways no <laughs> <laughs> I love my dog yeah they're wonderful but anyway, so compassion and how we learn it and and uh, what what we're able to offer others with that mm -hmm. and so I think that um, you know we can be very grateful for the turmoils and that we do experience in life for what they teach us and how they get us closer to discovering that kind of state of being where we can hold compassion and kindness for others when they are suffering. And suffering is all over the place, right? I mean, it isn't just, you know, I don't have food to eat or I don't have a house over my head. That is an extreme suffering for sure. But there's also suffering, silent suffering that we, we many times do in our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think being, being open to others allows us to sense that, see that, ask about it, and um, support others in that. Yeah. You know, I, I also think that, you know, we talked about this in the title, I think uh, we were talking about uh, cultivating compassion and how do we cultivate compassion? And I, I think that, you know, one of the ways that we do that is by, is by putting ourselves in, you know, the other's shoes. And, and, and we can't really do that, you know, completely. But, but what if, you know, things like volunteering, things like going to places where, where there is this, the tangible uh, suffering going on. Um, but also, I, I do agree with you, you know, there is the intangible, like the silent suffering that, that people can go through for life, a lifetime, and nobody ever knew, you know, and, and so, so it's, uh, but, but how do we cultivate that in ourselves by, by recognizing our humanity and by, um, by, taking the actions right because that was part of that definition that i that i read of of compassion is is recognizing and feeling that suffering and um identifying with that suffering and then taking some kind of action to alleviate that suffering in some way yes and 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 doing that within self so offering that compassion for self first the better we are at being able to be compassionate and gentle with self, the more likely we are to be able to do that with others. Mm -hmm. so our, our, our inner self is our playground. <laughs> and from there we fine tune it. And then we can 
we can broadcast that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, thanks for bringing that up, Marge. I think gentleness is, um, you know, being gentle with ourselves. That's my theme song right now. <laughs> be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's a natural pause. So let's go ahead and take our last break here. Uh, you're listening to Marge Bowen and Mar Margaret Miller on Mystic Margaritas, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everybody. We're back. And um, just a shout out to Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, so, Margaret, you know, I, I started thinking about this negative you know a lot of times uh, of course every time every time we're in fear we're having thoughts that are negative right that are questioning our own worth or our own value or whatever it is and when i've done balances sometimes with people it's always been interesting to me when i have the client focus on the negative emotions you know they focus on it they focus on it and there might be some emotion but then when i i support them in shifting that to a positive vision and what and positive thought that's when the emotion really comes and that's what compassion makes me think of we're so hard on ourselves that when someone offers a hand of compassion there is such emotion in that it's mm -hmm. it's such a humbling experience and but it touches very deeply doesn't it yeah that's a that's a beautiful um, awareness. I got nothing. Mm. Yeah. And so, so in what ways day to day, everyday ways, can we open ourselves up to compassion? Margaret, what do you think? So, so I'm just feeling my body right now. And, and I think that's, you know, that's really it. You know, because we we are we, like you said, we we are so hard on ourselves, and um, and and that causes us, you know, in a lot of ways to be hard on to be more judgmental of the things that are going on around us as well, and so if we can, you know, how can we be 
uh, more compassionate to ourselves. And I, and I'm just feeling myself, we have to be able to come into our bodies, you know, we have to be embodied uh, in order for us to uh, experience compassion for ourselves, right? Because we have to be able to feel what it is we're actually feeling. And, and you know, this goes back to the beginning of, of the, you know, our talk today, where, where if we can, if we can come in and be present with ourselves, have the courage to be present with with what it is we're feeling and then be gentle with ourselves and say, this is, um, this is part of human suffering. This is part of us being um, the spiritual beings in physical bodies in the, you know, having the human experience. Right. And, and, and we, when we can do that and be gentle with ourselves that way, then we, I, I think it it just opens up our uh, our self awareness, our self esteem, our self assurance. You know, just a little bit of that goes a long way. Being able to do that and recognize, you know, recognize the when that voice is going off, um, and and say, wait a minute, stop, stop, you know, uh, uh, stop. Doing that, stop that chatter and come into the body and feel. Yes, that that is beautiful. And um, those of us that have worked with body work, you know, when I think about my own wellness journey, that it really began with me going through massage school. And massage school was so that was such a great thing because it requires one to touch to be okay with touch and to be open to sensing what's going on in the body and there's a lot that can be sensed about a person's tension and um and compensation just by observing and then noticing the body so the body really is like the it, it really does broadcast where we are in our evolution and um and then from there, it's about being able to recognize the masks that I wear, right? The persona that I put out there that isn't true to who I really am and learning how to be who I really am in so many different situations. And so I think of Gary Zukov because he calls this earth school, you know, in Seed of the Soul, he refers to it as earth school. And so there is a playfulness to learning. Sometimes we take learning as being so serious. And for those of us that maybe struggled in school, it was a lot of work, right? We worked hard to learn. <laughs> but when we learn something that we love, it's so much fun to learn it. So we need to lighten up in this learning process of ours in this earth school so that we can be curious about our own process in school. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love that. And, and, and reminding us to lighten up because that is, you know, I mean, this is the, that's the whole thing is, is if we can look at our drama, <laughs> the drama that is this life as a play and a play, meaning we're, we're down here playing that yeah. this is actually a play we're playing and then we can lighten up and then we can move out of that dark night of the soul. I loved how, how you brought that, um, you know, that lightness in 
that is how how we do it is by lightening up. <laughs> you know, the, the, the word compassion, the word kindness, it is so light, isn't it? It mm -hmm. feels so light when you think, when you contemplate those words. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm, we're all going to lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> and 2021, it's going to lighten up as we move further into the year. You know, and uh, and the theme of gentleness, it, I think, has has been in this first couple of months. Um, it's been in the astrology. It's been in in you know different things, and 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 allowing ourselves that gentleness is does help us to lighten up and and not take our own uh, situation so seriously. And being being able to um, then look at at the person in front of us or our, our, our relationships and being able to be lighter about them, even if we're in challenging relationships, which, which that's the nature of relationship. <laughs> yeah. I think, I believe, you know, that's the nature of relationship there. They're there for that challenge. And if we can lighten up and, and look at our, you know, our partners or our, our, the person that we're in relationship with and see their humanity and see that with the compassion, then boy, we, we have lightened the whole relationship up. That is so true. So the mantra for today, everyone, I am gentle with myself and others, and I find the light in my life. Ooh. There we go. I am gentle with myself and others, and I find the light in my life. Ooh, that's really good. That's a juicy one. That's a juicy for everybody. Yeah, it makes my body feel, feel um, yeah, lighter, tingly. Very good. So next week, uh, in, in <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy, next week we're talking about uh, acceptance and allowance, the keys to an open heart, which, you know, this is, it doesn't it totally go with this topic as well. So I look forward to that. Me too. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. And, um, have a beautiful day. And Marge, one more time, give us the mantra. Do we have time? I am gentle with myself and others. And I find the light in my life. Awesome. Thank you. Bye, have everyone. Bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.